Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1053. Starvation Mode, a myth or reality? Part one by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com and I'm your narrator, Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best blogs covering health and fitness, just like an audiobook. Now, we have five shows where we do that, covering a bunch of different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily to find them all. Now, today's post is a bit longer than what I typically narrate, so I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. And I'm sure you're eager to hear about starvation mode, so let's get right to it as we optimize your life. Starvation Mode, A Myth or Reality? Part 1 by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com Starvation Mode, in the sense it's been presented, does not exist. Cutting calories and losing weight will reduce your calorie expenditure. Still, Starvation Mode will not cause you to gain weight. To learn more about the myths and realities of Starvation Mode, keep listening. My first weight loss journey was back in 2010. After moving to the United States, I had gained over 30 pounds, and for the first time in my life, I was overweight. I had no idea what to do to lose the weight because it was never an interest to me. I went to a bookstore, yes, there were bookstores back then, and I saw Dr. Oz's diet book. Being a Turkish guy, I proudly purchased my countryman's book. He had to be famous for a reason, right? I read about starvation mode for the first time in that book. According to Dr. Oz, if you didn't eat every few hours, you would get into the starvation mode. It makes sense, right? If there's no food available, it makes sense to conserve energy usage so you wouldn't waste away and starve to death. Think about it this way. If you lost your job and had to rely on your savings for the foreseeable future, wouldn't you cut your spending to stretch your savings as long as possible? Is starvation mode real? Now, let's go back a few thousand years to understand why starvation mode even exists. In modern-day America, food is always available. We have refrigerators and freezers that can store food long-term. Thanks to food processing technology, most foods have a long shelf life, 
so you can buy it and put it in your pantry. We have convenience stores and fast food restaurants that are open 24-7. However, if you think about the span of human existence on Earth as just one day, it is only in the last few seconds that we have access to food at will. So, evolutionarily speaking, our bodies didn't have time to adjust and evolve to this new development. We may have fridges and pantries for food storage, but our bodies only know one way to store food, fat cells. Back in the olden days, there were times of feast and famine. We would hunt or gather food, eat it, and store it as fat. This body fat would be used for energy until the next time we had food. During a famine, the body would go into the so-called starvation mode to preserve energy. This usually manifested by moving less and not being motivated to exercise. Furthermore, hunger signals increase to encourage more calorie consumption. But do we really then have to eat every two to three hours? The idea behind eating every two to three hours is to get your metabolism revving, because if you look closely, we burn more calories right after eating. The reason for this is digestion of food takes energy. Now, let's look at four main ways we burn calories. One, basal metabolic rate, or BMR. This is the number of calories burned during rest. Even if you didn't do anything and watch Netflix all day, you would still burn these calories. Your basal metabolic rate depends on your genetics, hormones, age, sex, and weight. It doesn't really change other than those factors. Two, the thermic effect of food, or TEF. This is the number of calories burned to digest food. In terms of starvation mode, this is an essential factor because it's suggested that eating more often will increase the thermic effect of food, thus the total number of calories burned. However, the thermic effect of food depends on the amount of protein, carbohydrate, and fat consumed, not how often they are consumed. So whether you eat every 15 minutes or every 15 hours, the number of calories burned will not change. To increase the thermic effect of food, the best thing you can do is to eat more protein because protein digestion requires the highest amount of energy. Three, exercise activity thermogenesis, or EAT. This is the number of calories burned during exercise. Exercise activity thermogenesis depends on the duration and intensity of the training along with your body weight. The only way to increase exercise activity thermogenesis is to exercise longer and at a higher intensity. Eating might indirectly affect exercise activity thermogenesis. If eating more often gives you the energy and motivation to exercise, it will increase the calories you burn. It might work the opposite way for some people though. So try it out and see the results for yourself. Four, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT. This is the number of calories burned during the day with any movement that is not considered exercise. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis can vary massively from person to person. Your job and daily habits will affect non-exercise activity thermogenesis. For example, do you walk or drive? Do you take the stairs or the elevator? Do you fidget and move or sit still? Do you toss and turn during sleep or do you lay still? In terms of starvation mode, this is the main factor affected. Your non-exercise activity thermogenesis will go down consciously or subconsciously. However, it takes way more than two to three hours of not eating for non-exercise activity thermogenesis to slow down. 
Now that we know how our bodies burn calories, let's see how starvation mode can lower our metabolism. Short-term starvation. It's tough to use the term starvation for this, but I'm talking about a few hours of not eating. In reality, it's not even hunger, let alone starvation. Not eating for a few hours will not change your weight. Therefore, your basal metabolic rate will not be affected by this. Since you are not eating, technically, you are not burning any calories through the thermic effect of food. However, you will make up for this when you eat later. There is no difference in terms of the thermic effect of food if you eat a sandwich at one sitting or eat a quarter of the sandwich every two hours. Some people feel more energetic to work out on an empty stomach or a few hours after eating. It takes about one to two hours for the energy to become available to use after you eat. Furthermore, your muscles store carbohydrates as glycogen to use during high-intensity exercise. Unless your workouts are very intense and or very long, eating right before your workout will not affect your physical performance. Do you feel tired and sluggish if you don't eat every two to three hours? If so, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis will be affected by the short-term starvation period. If you need snacks to get off the couch and move around and be active, feel free to do so. However, chances are you won't even realize you didn't eat if you are already active and busy. Many people don't even have time to take breaks from their work to snack but they do so because they think they should. Long-term starvation. Hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Starvation Mode, A Myth or Reality by Sirdar Tunjala of nerdgettingfit.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com health. Just go to indeed.com health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Sirdar mentioned something really important. Find out what works best for you. Here's what I've learned about myself through lots of trial and error. I cannot eat anything at least 30 minutes before a workout. If I do eat within 30 minutes, it makes me feel super sluggish and nauseated. And I've discovered that one medium banana about 45 minutes to one hour before is just right. And of course, plenty of water and maybe one cup of plain coffee. Now, the same rule could apply to the timing of your meals. Researchers are finding that when it comes to maintaining body weight, finding a nutritious diet that suits you and your schedule is best. So, if you're the type that likes eating six small meals a day, then great, keep doing it. For me, I've tried that and found that I never really felt satisfied after eating each of those small meals. Plus, I found it too time-consuming. But 
Others absolutely love it and it helps them meet their goals. Great, fantastic. But again, the consensus is that we should focus on eating whole, nutritious foods as often as we can and find ways to maintain a healthy body weight. That's what often leads to long-term success. But we'll discuss this further on tomorrow's episode. That'll do it for today. Thank you so much for listening every day. So I'll be back here to finish up this post as promised. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.